Hello and welcome to Cyber Soundbite, the podcast that explores how best to protect yourself, your family and friends online. We'll also keep you updated on the latest cyber threats while taking a deeper dive into subjects such as social media use, the dark web and online gaming. I'm Ben Cook and this time I'm talking to Lisa Ventura who has 25 years experience in the cybersecurity industry. Lisa is the founder of Cybersecurity Unity, which focuses on key areas such as diversity across the sector, mental health and cybersecurity, collaboration and unity. I asked Lisa to begin by telling me a bit more about Cybersecurity Unity and why she thought it was important to start this business. Hi everyone, absolutely. So as Ben said, I've done a lot of work with different organisations and my focus has been very much on the whole human element of cybersecurity and doing a lot of cybersecurity awareness training and comes to you know really get people thinking about their, their cyber posture and what things they can do to try and help them stay safe in the jobs and stay safe online, etc. And um, I actually founded a small trade association in, in cybersecurity a few years ago. And then I got to the point where I was kind of just looking around and sort of thinking, there's a lot of really, really great work being being done, but there are so many different entities. And there also is, um, th th there could also be a lot of problems for duplication as, as well. So, um, for example, just looking around, you've got GCHQ, you've got the um, NCSC that's uh, very much on the technical side of, of cybersecurity. You've got the UK Cybersecurity Council, who I did some uh, work uh, with last year, who are very much focused on standards and ethics within cyber and also promoting career pathways um, into the industry. Um, and then you've got your cyber clusters, you've got UKC3, you've got the cyber resilience um, centres that are all police led and have been set up to um, promote the importance of uh, cyber amongst um, small businesses and SMEs. And then you've got a lot of the uh, certification bodies and, um, and people like CSEC, IC Squared, um, CompTIA, um, SANS, etc. And what I wanted to do with Cybersecurity Unity was invite representatives from all these different grey areas that are working in, in cyber and all these different entities and really you know, concentrate on working together and sort of talk about you know what are the key threats what's going on what are the things that um, we should be really focused on and trying to also avoid any sort of competition or anything like that and really promote that coming together for the greater good which is keeping us all safe from cyber attacks um, so that was the ethos behind cybersecurity unity and then within that there's a lot of different um, projects and um, areas that I undertake a lot of work in as, as well, a lot of which you mentioned. So I work very strongly within um, diversity and inclusion. I do a lot to promote good mental health and avoiding stress and burnout in cybersecurity, which is a huge problem, particularly among CISOs. And I'm also um, doing a couple of other campaigns as, as, as well, one of which is to um, really support those micro businesses and small businesses because even today I still hear things like oh but we're too small we don't need to worry about cybersecurity. it isn't something that's ever going to affect us until they're hit with a breach and, and then it's too late so all of this really compounds everything that, that I do within the industry and I also do a lot in terms of promoting cybersecurity as a career path 
um, the cyber skills gap and also supporting women into careers in, in cyber. So um, as you can probably tell, cybersecurity is my, uh, my absolute passion and particularly from the human side of cybersecurity. Right. I mean, I mean, it really is so broad and you're, you're mm. you know, it's, it's progressing so fast. So I guess the importance of unity, you know, is, it's super important now more than ever, really. So, you know, you, you've mentioned a couple of things there, and I'm keen to use this conversation to explore a number of these topics in more depth. Let's start with diversity. I understand that this is a very important topic for you, specifically neurodiversity and women in cybersecurity careers. Uh, could you go into a little bit more detail about how you got involved with this in the first place? Absolutely. So um, in 2018, I was actually diagnosed, um, and it was actually by chance, with um, autism. And um, even prior to that, I always had this feeling that... Um, yeah, that I didn't fit in, that I struggled with social situations, mm. that I would miss social cues. Um, being in an office environment as well was, I, I could not cope with, with that from a, the, the sensory, you know, overload of the noise and people yeah. and um, everything else that was, was going on. But I never understood why. And it was a, um, a, a chance diagnosis because I'd actually gone to my GP for something incredibly minor um, but on the way out, I was asked um, if I wouldn't mind taking part in a study that was um, being done in my local area, um, focusing on undiagnosed autism in women between the ages of 40 and 45. Didn't have a problem at all with it, took the survey, filled it in, handed it in. And to cut a long story short, I'd scored very highly on this um, questionnaire I'd filled in. So I was back in with um, the, the three people that were leading the, the study, spent about three or four hours with them, lots more questions, lots more puzzles, lots of um, tests, etc. Um, and they concluded at the end that there was absolutely no doubt that I was um, indeed autistic. Um, but interestingly, even getting that diagnosis, I didn't feel that that was the only piece of the puzzle with me. I felt that it explained a lot, but I still felt there were some things that perhaps it didn't explain. And for example, my brain all the time is going at a million miles an hour. Um, I'm always thinking of the next thing I have to do and the next thing and the next thing, for for example. And um, I also sort of struggle not so much in, in a work perspective, but certainly at home with um, I might be in the middle of one task and then I'll completely abandon it and move on to the next task, which... Mm. Uh, um, really does frustrate uh, my, my husband quite a, a bit. But I also, I, I, again, I just felt that there was more um, to the, than just being autistic. So um, having done a little bit more research, I realised I had a lot of ADHD traits and I sought a diagnosis for that and remained on the NHS uh, waiting list for nearly two years. Um, finally got a, um, a date for an assessment, which was actually this January just gone. And... Um, was also diagnosed with um, not only autism, which they said was absolutely correct, but also with um, ADHD. And I, that really did um, fill all the different pieces of the, the, the puzzle with me. And um, interestingly, I was told that both autism and ADHD can often go um, hand in hand, which is something I, I wasn't aware of. So, no, me neither. Um, yeah, so, so that's what got sort of me involved in and, and as I was diagnosed with autism even before my ADHD diagnosis 
I did a lot of um, research and um, got involved with a lot of uh, other people within cyber that are also neurodiverse. And I could really see how people that are neurodiverse could be well suited to um, careers in, in cyber um, because a lot of us will have that you know, hyper focus. We'll be very good with spotting patterns. We can probably find um, things within data and, and so on really, really easily. Um, so that's a, another area that I do um, a, a lot of work in. And I also do uh, a lot of blogs and um, videos and so on. Um, talking about those um, traits that, that that I have, and one of the key things as as well for me is you know I, I like to say to people you know I'm I'm different but I'm not difficult, and I can't tell you how many times throughout my life I've been told that you know I am difficult or why can't I do this in a certain way or why can't I fit in there or I'm too much and and again the the phrase too much I've been told I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm too emotional I'm I'm I'm, I overshare. I, I'm too much of everything. It's like no, I'm mm. not too much. It's just it's it's part and parcel of of, of what makes me me me. Um, but for years, I masked that in order to try and fit into what is a neurotypical world. As well as uh, advocating more roles for neurodiverse people, um, you're also working pretty hard at ensuring that women make up a larger percentage of the industry as well. What sort of things are you doing currently to to make that happen? So I think as an industry, we're making some great um, strides to get more women into careers in cyber. Um, and the opportunities are certainly there. But really interestingly, there was a recent study by um, Cybersecurity Ventures that found that the global cybersecurity workforce comprises of only 25% women. And I think that the industry as well has um, a bit of what I call an image problem. Um, because I know that I've talked, um, even just, just, just today, I talked to uh, a, a lady that's looking to um, transition into cybersecurity. Um, she's neurodiverse herself. She's had a career break because her two children have neurodiverse um, conditions. And she's looking now to um, go into perhaps something like cyber forensics or, or so on. Um, but she's put off by the images of, of, of um, what she, she perceives to be that it's a very much all-male environment, mm. but also that it's very much the, the, um, you know, the hoodies um, huddled over the computer um, and, and so on. So I th and also you'd see a lot of the stereotypes as well in various series and, and films. So I think there's um, a lot that, that can be done to try and get rid of a lot of those um, stereotypes. And that's what I actively try to, to do is to really promote the um, cybersecurity industry as a really you know, welcoming one. Um, and yeah, it is quite male um, dominated, um, even today, just as an example. I actually run a fortnightly uh, meetup of um, InfoSec and cybersecurity professionals. Um, it's just called InfoSec Lunch Hour, and it's really relaxed. You know, you, you turn up and we'll pick up uh, you know, what's going on. Has there been a breach? Has there been something in particular um, within the cyber industry? And we'll have a chat about it. It's also designed to be a little bit of a mental health check-in as, as well. And it was only myself and her with another 15 or so, you know, with a the males and so on so it, it's it's definitely still very much a, a male dominated environment and you know she, she she said to me she was surprised that me and her were the only two you know women women there now i do get some other women coming to them and of course it's a bank holiday week so it could be that, that people are away um but there's certainly still that um 
that disparity and that's something that I'm I'm you know really looking at, at doing is um trying to you know encourage women to join and, and say yeah there's a very welcoming you know environment people are always there to help there's some really good mentors and, and people out there to connect to um so I, I'll carry on you know doing that to try and, and promote cyber as a, a really good industry to join I mean, you're, you're, you're a very busy lady, Lisa, and I think we can mm. stop and talk about each of these things in, in a lot more depth. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's, there's lots of issues that you're addressing, and I think this is, this is a great time to talk a bit about each of those. So another big issue you're currently working hard to address is, of course, mental health and cybersecurity. Um, and I, I read something interesting that you might be able to help shed a bit of light on, but according to Tynes, teens, um, 51% of cybersecurity workers have been prescribed meds to combat poor mental health. Um, I mean, I'm interested to get your take on why it is that you believe this is the case and what, what what's at the root of this issue. Absolutely. So I think it, it's almost such a kind of uh, twofold. Um, I see that because the budgets aren't there in a lot of organisations um, for cyber, or there's been a lot of people, um, you know, let go and those positions sort of aren't filled again. Um, especially CISOs have got, you know, the entire sort of security of their organisation um, in their hands, and often they're doing they're doing it with very little resources. Um, I also actually did a, a talk last week talking about uh, mental health within security operations um, centres, and because you have to be sort of, you know, you think you have to be always on, it's 24 hour monitoring and you always have to be there if, you know, something happens or there, there is a breach or, or something like, like, like that. Um, it can be all too easy to, to, to be, you know, online and get all the work done and make sure you're, you're, you're there should anything happen and so on. And I've seen that lead to, um, you know, quite significant burnout, uh, mm. people being off, off sick, et cetera. And I think that that's part of the problem. It's it's a lack of of, of budgets and also people uh, feeling that they have to fill that that gap um, and be sort of on twenty four seven answering emails, um, answering you know, messages, um, getting work done, etc. If it's midnight or or two in the morning, um, and and that's uh, I think a big a big part of the problem and why people are suffering a, a lot with their mental health and, and burnout within cyber. And as you rightly said. Um, they're looking to to take medication to um to to try and sort of help in in terms of um overcoming a lot of the challenges um that that they have. Um, I myself am a mental health first aider, and I actually mm. decided to do that that qualification. Um, not because of anybody in particular that I was working with, but because I could see a lot of what I've just been talking about within the cybersecurity community. I would talk to mm -hmm. CISOs and, and people that worked in security operations centers, and they'd tell me about the you know, excessive workloads and you know, they haven't got any budget to um, take things forward and they're not getting um, enough people to, to, to help them and, and, and so on. Um, and so that's why I did my mental health first aid training. And, and one of the things I promote a lot is to say, you know, I, I can't do a lot else, but I can lend an ear. I can be that that sort of listening point, and I can signpost to other organisations that might be able to, um, to to help further. And I've had quite a few people, you know, just just take me up on that. And even if we've just spent half an hour, where they've just been able to, you know, offload and and, and just talk and so on in in that time, um, that's actually made a, a huge difference um, to them. And that's one of the key reasons why I decided to become a mental health first aider. 
with the time that we've got left, I'm very keen to speak to you briefly about collaboration and unity, mm. which is obviously, you know, at the sort of foundation of the business that, that you've set up. Could you perhaps tell me a little bit more about the importance of collaboration and how this, you know, initially formed the ethos of cybersecurity unity? Absolutely. So when I was doing the work with the Trade Association, I saw the great benefits that collaboration within the industry um, brought. Um, you know, so, for example, if there was somebody that was struggling or somebody you know, or the company that had had a breach or something like that, where the organisation would, you know, the community rather, would rally together um, and be able to um, to, to help that that organisation, um, and that's kind of yeah where it came from. Where I really could could see the benefits of collaboration, but I saw all the different um, entities that I talked about earlier very much operating within their sort of individual silos. Um, and then, for example, somebody would say, oh, I didn't know that CSEC did this or I didn't know that the UK Cybersecurity Council focused on standards and ethics. And I didn't know that, um, you know, SANS did a lot around neurodiversity and, and so on. So that was the ethos of um, bringing everybody to, to, together and um, being able to talk about the threats and what's going on and, and how could, you know, as an, an industry, we, we get together. Um, and I know that the industry has typically been very guarded um, in, in the past, um, a little bit of competition and, and, and things like, like that. But I view it as, you know, we're, we're all in it for the same thing. We all want to stay safe from the growing cyber threat. We all want to stay safe from, from cyber attacks. And if we can all get um, together to talk about the best practices and you know, ways that, that we can do that, um, all, the, all, all the better. Um, so I'm planning a whole series of, of different events. Um, I'm planning, as I say, a campaign to go out to um, small businesses and SMEs um, to promote the importance of um, cybersecurity and, and, and so on. Um, and I think that it'll it'll just grow. It, it has been growing, you know, organically. And I'm getting a lot of interest in different organisations wanting to, um, to to join and, and and come together. So I think I think it's kind of the right time as well. Whereas in in the past, I think um, cyber was still very much either seen as not necessary or a bit of an afterthought. But it's as you said earlier, it's grown exponentially, and we all you know, need that that education and, and need to take it seriously. And I think it's the right time to start fostering that greater collaboration. I mean, I, th I think you're exactly right, especially with you know how how much misinformation, how much disinformation is circulating mm. uh, online. It's more important now than ever to make sure that we're you know doing things as securely as possible. Um, so you just mentioned that you're organizing mm. these things. Where, where can mm -hmm. listeners go to sort of be a part of it? Where can they go to sort of keep, keep up to date with you and your work? Absolutely. So um, the site for a cybersecurity unity is csu.org.uk. Um, I can also um, be found um, on Twitter as CyberGeekGirl um, and also on um, LinkedIn as uh, on YouTube as, as well. And I push videos and, and, and so on out about various cyber awareness um, yeah, aspects and, and so on. Um, and Cybersecurity Unity can also be found on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. And again, we, we push out as much information as, as, as possible as to what's going on um, currently within the uh, cybersecurity industry. So please do go and have a look and, and get in touch with me. And I'm always open to um, conversations with anyone that wants to find out more.
Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, it's been very interesting and I for one am very eager to keep an eye on what it is that you do next. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Look out for more episodes in this series. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more by emailing the team at cyberconfident at mod.gov.uk.